Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. take care of it because he's a tough guy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'll tell you, what a, what a, what a horrible mess is going on. <laughs> yeah, you can't make it up. But seriously, I, I, I think that, um, I mean, I'm hearing a certain amount of buzz that, you know, that, look, the, the any governor's budget is a starting point for a okay. debate about uh, what's going to happen. I think a lot of this budget is my guess purely guess is is a lot of it is dead on arrival um you know he shifts he shifts a lot of burdens onto um municipalities who are going to push back um he's asking for a billion and a half in uh labor savings from state employees which um you know wasn't particularly helpful um he basically you know he's cutting the earned income tax credit for poor workers um he wants to uh, raise taxes on uh cigarettes um i think there's a uh a permit uh you know a gun permit fee increase i mean he basically seems to ask go after everybody but rich folks and corporations um he actually his budget actually gives a tax cut to uh the insurance industries um because he's worried about it no leaving so I just think that um, I take it seriously, and there's going to be a spirited debate at the legislature, but I think a lot of pieces of this thing, you know, may not see the light of day. 
um, by the end of the uh, session. But the you know the shifting of the teacher pension certainly is a is catching a lot of people's uh, focus. Oh, that one! I I was shocked. I was absolutely when we read that Hartford would get. I'm looking at it here. Hartford would get 12.2 million, right, in education grants, but it would have to take pick up 17.1 million in teacher pension costs. You know, that it never had before. Right. So not only is it, is it I mean, it, thank, thanks a lot, Malloy, right? Whoa, well, you know, and the legislature though, because they've refused to do anything to. Um, relieve the property tax burden or our reliance on the property tax. So, um, you know, to a certain degree, the governor's proposing ideas that um, the legislature, you know, has generally not had the courage to, he's proposing ideas on issues that the legislature hasn't had the courage to confront. We are going to have to have some kind of formula that's different from the one we have, but I think, because... I agree with you. you. Failing schools in Connecticut, we have schools that are crumbling. We have schools that right. where the teachers have to provide um, some of the supplies for kids. I mean, they're glad to buy them, but it's not right. And no, um, and you have you have wealthy towns um, like yours, like mine. Um, you know, I live in Farmington. You have you know towns that are on this ruthless budget cutting spree, and they're cutting paraprofessionals. They're cutting, you know, art and music programs, they're cutting special education, um, you know, getting rid of support staff. And the whole problem is, again, because we have this bass Ackward system that relies on the property tax as the engine for revenue, that's a regressive tax. And, and again, I keep bringing it back to the fact that the legislature and the governors, uh, Malloy included, have been historically afraid of, of asking rich people to pay their fair share. They've been historically afraid of closing some corporate tax loopholes. Um, we're supporting the proposal, for example, Lila, to, um, you know, close the carried um, interest loophole that benefits hedge fund managers. It could raise $500 million for the state of Connecticut by making hedge fund managers in Connecticut um, actually pay um, – their earnings would be based, calculated the way the rest of ours are on, on the income tax and not the special tax loophole that um, allows them to pay at a much lower rate. Um, there's all kinds of revenue ideas out there. Um, there's all kinds of options that don't involve having to cut workers' pay and benefits for the workers themselves, but unfortunately there just isn't a lot of political will to do that. I would, I would like to see us have a, a state bank I think that is a great idea. A lot of money. Uh, and, and I keep, I keep talking. I don't know how many times I sent that to my representative about really wanting to investigate that that would solve our financial problems here in Connecticut. But she wouldn't, she wouldn't touch it. Yeah, she finally, thank God, she resigned. She she retired because she was useless. In that area, she wouldn't even look at that. I was very disappointed. She said there would be no traction and no point in it. But I felt she should bring it up and put it out there. And, you know, people need to hear things a number of times before they adopt the idea. Or at least have it explained to them, you know what I mean? They don't understand it, so they, they kind of give it up, you know. But uh, uh, she was Well, I guess they view it as some crazy socialistic thing without even understanding what it would actually uh -huh. do and how it would work. Uh -huh. When really it's it's a good business decision. 
decision is what it is. Always owning your own business is a good business decision in a lot of ways. And right. that's what it would be. The state would would have that and wouldn't be paying huge interest rates on money borrowed. You'd be paying yourself back, which is the state. It would be owned by all the people. It just makes so much sense and would get us out of the hole that we're in. Um, but, of course, if if you're a politician and you've accepted huge campaign funds from uh, banks, you're not going right. to support something like that. And I guess and that's, that's the problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the banking, the insurance industries uh, are very powerful. Hedge fund, um, you know, the hedge fund uh, companies yep. like Bridgewater, um, that actually got state money, believe it or not, taxpayer money, um, makes very – heavy contributions to politicians on both sides of the aisle, including the governor, who got a lot of money it's unbelievable, um, right? from hedge funders. So these financial services and financial interests really dominate um, the discourse over at the Capitol. It's pretty frightening. And, you know, and that's our problem in this state. We're getting back to like the, you know, the pension funds in the cities, the teachers' pensions and the fact that programs and are being cut. Been on for a long time, many administrations didn't fund that pension fund. They, right, they, uh, they neglected, which they, I think is criminal. Oh yeah, and now that and now it's a probably not at the level that it should be. And what's going to happen? You know, the, the yeah. present teachers are going to when they retire. I don't know what will happen to them. I mean, people are worried and concerned, and and they should be. Um, but the thing that upsets me is is people like Malloy and other politicians that we have, they pander because they feel they have to to these large corporations, and they give them all these breaks, and um, they have no trouble just picking up and leaving when they feel like, well, this oh, isn't working, right. and they go, like GE. Right. Or I, I got I to gotta ask you, Larry, I, did, I want your opinion on this. What, do you, what did you think of, the, uh, of, of Chris Murphy and... Uh, and 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 uh, Richard Blumenthal uh, sucking up to uh, uh, McMahon at the at the hearing. What did you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. I, I almost let me let me say this in defense of Chris yeah. because I thought he actually showed uh, diplomacy and grace. I mean, he really kicked her butt in the election. He probably would have gained nothing by uh, picking on her, and maybe he's trying to save. Uh, some of his energy for fights that really matter, like, um, you know, DeVos. So I'm not going to, you know, unfortunately, yeah, the Senate the well, Senate is this, like, you know, diplomatic body, and that's how they are. I wasn't surprised when they you that way. After she destroyed Blumenthal, you know, he, he still won, but, you know, he was all for her, you know. And, uh, you know. Well, it's uh, in politics, you never know which side they're going to be on, you know. And it's largely a love fest, and, you know, they don't, um, you know, Sanders is like an exception and Elizabeth Warren. Most people are, you know, sort of exceptional in their willingness to confront these awful nominees who generally have, you know, um, very few qualifications other than they hate the agency that they're going to be heading, <laughs> which that seems to be the major, major criteria. With I was, I was people. surprised that uh, the education uh, nominee made it because I didn't well, think she was qualified, but she she's did. not qualified at all. She's qualified because she donated, you know, millions and millions of dollars and to Republican candidates. 
funded charter schools and, you know, um, in Michigan and hates public schools. So she's a perfect and logical choice for Trump to appoint. The problem is the Senate Republicans have no spine and uh, didn't want to fight her. Um, at least the Democrats were in unison in opposing DeVos. But, you know, the Republican Party has absolutely no guts, no courage, no spine, and they don't want to fight Trump on anything. So, you know, as long as they have the majority in Congress, these nominees, well, including the Supreme Court. You know, I've hmm? got they, half of them, the three quarters of them voted against Trump, you know, yeah, the, the Republican Party. Three. They didn't support him. No. You know, the traditional Republicans didn't, they didn't anyway. They didn't support his nomination. They didn't support him, and the, they were they all voted for Hillary. So it's like, you know. Well, it, it, we, don't know, we don't know those numbers, actually. Um, the, the people who sit in the U.S. Senate and U.S. Congress, I bet if you got to see how they actually voted, which we don't, uh, they voted for Trump, is my guess. They they for Hillary. John McCain, but, Cinder Lindsay, uh, all the Bush family, Right, uh, yeah, but they're not, Leo, Leo, they're not sitting in the U.S. Senate. I'm talking about Paul the Ryan, people who sit in the uh, Senate. Uh, uh, you don't, uh, you don't. They all voted against them. You you know, don't, we don't, we don't, you don't know, you, you do yeah. not, you know, first of all, you don't know that. And secondly, if they, did, so what if they did, Leo, here's the problem. They are the leaders, the respective leaders of their chambers, and they are absolutely allowing the Trump agenda to go through unfettered, including these nominees. They want to gut Social Security. They want to gut environmental regulations. They are not standing up against his attacks on the financial reforms, limited though they were, that took place. I mean, they are rolling over for this guy, Leo. So even if they did vote for him, which uh, for somebody else, which I don't believe they did, it doesn't matter. They are rolling over and letting this agenda go through because they see an opportunity in Trump to finally, you know, weaken government and to go after the very institutions that have protected working people. So that's alarming. So, and that's why you don't see them fighting any of these nominees. They're not going to fight the Supreme Court nominee who's going to be horrible. So I, I'd be very alarmed. The fact that they may have opposed Trump publicly means nothing because, because they're not doing anything to fight him. Well, you think Gor- Gorsuch, Gorsuch, or do you think he's, he's bad? He will be bad on labor and uh, working people's issues, absolutely. He was also the um, he was also the lead. Uh, he wrote the uh, decision, uh, the regional the uh, the uh, decision on Hobby Lobby, um, and sided yeah, with Hobby Lobby. Yeah, 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 that was a lousy decision too. But um, no, I, I I I don't feel comfortable with that at all. But yeah, no, going to be rejected. Yeah. But again, I don't spare my criticism. My criticism isn't solely directed to Republicans, by the way. The Democrats, you know, with their centrism, helped create this phenomenon. They made it possible for Trump to win, and they made it possible for McConnell and Ryan to um, hold sway. Nancy Pelosi looks like she's a joke. Um, and, My God, you know, so uh, I, you know, so, you know, the Democrats have allowed this to happen. And that's what happens when you have a one party, you know, we have like a sort of a one party system that takes money from financial institutions and the powerful and you get what you pay for. I wanted to ask you, though, this, the stock market seems to be improving dramatically. And um, do you think that will create new business and more of a, 
an environment that will uh, create more employment for people. Uh, do you see that as a good sign? The I don't because I think it's – I worry that we're in the 1920s heading into the, you know, crash. Um, oh. I worry that the stock market is overinflated and that it's responding to sort of artificial external forces. Um, as Trump and the Republicans are not doing or showing a willingness to make any of the structural changes in the economy that will – actually create jobs long term. They're doing a lot of showboating and a lot of politicking. Well, what do you think so, is creating this uptick in in the stock market? This, what I didn't really understand was um, the stock market is going up. Uh, mm-hmm. Political scene is a mess, and I thought that usually affected the stock market, but doesn't seem to be related. So what it, right. in what do you think because the stock market, my, my concern is that the stock market is, Wall Street is not an indicator of what's happening on Main Street, mm-hmm. you know. And so my concern is, you know, people don't feel, talk to people who don't have health care or have adequate health care. They're pinched in the pocketbooks. People who are underemployed, um, they're pinched in the pocketbooks. People aren't feeling good about buying things, Um the fact that Wall Street is looking, you know, seeing something of an uptick um, doesn't mean that Main Street is. Mm-hmm. And if we were seeing, and you even see it in Connecticut, and that's why I say I, I try to be bipartisan in my, in my criticism of politicians. Yeah. Um, Malloy and legislature cut jobs. Connecticut's economy is very sluggish. Um, oh, and so the problem is you, that you've cut government, you're cutting government to the core you're cutting services that people need. That's had a tremendously negative ripple effect. So the fact that, you know, like I say, you know, the hedge fund companies are doing well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, GE was doing well. They just, they went to a higher tax state actually just to make more money for themselves. Um, the insurance companies are doing well. There's a big difference between Wall Street doing well and Main Street doing well. And I don't see the indicators that Main Street's doing all that well. And that's what troubles me. Oh. You don't see that um, we're going to get the jobs that he's promising. I mean, he talked to the unions and seemed to, and I wasn't sure really which unions he talked to. Trump spoke to at the White House. Yeah, so Trump, you know, Trump made this, you know, he, look, he's a very good politician. He, he's a oh, showboat. He, he knows he knows what to do. But the building trades unions are being played for suckers. Um, you know, first of all, they endorsed Whatever, and listen, we can rehash how bad a candidate Hillary was, and I'm happy to do that. But the bottom line is those unions endorsed Hillary anyway. Why would Trump do anything um, for them? Um, Second and, you know, more important, Trump in his business history, for example, has been to use overseas products and, you know, steel, metals forged in China. Um, he's not going to, and he doesn't believe in project labor agreements, which the building trades are big on. So I don't, I see that as nothing more than like almost publicly embarrassing those unions. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, he hasn't shown, say that again, Leo, I'm sorry. They seem to be very excited when they came out of the meeting. They are because I, but I think they're being played. That's all. And I hope I'm proven wrong. I, I want to be proven wrong, but I think they were being played. I think that was a PR stunt um, because, I, again, um, he does not need the building trades unions to push his agenda. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, 
Hmm? What do you think the new labor secretary now? There's there's the question. He's not going to be approved. It's official. He's withdrawn. Oh, he did, oh, withdraw. he did withdraw. Oh, he did okay. Yeah. So so Trump will, Trump will just appoint somebody equally bad, nominate rather uh, somebody equally bad. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, again, when you when you're appointing people or nominating people to dismantle the agencies um, for which they've been nominated, I think, you know, that sends a message about what's what the president feels about government. Um, mm-hmm. And so and, and no wonder he has so many leaks. People feel like they're they're going to work to get rid of their own job. Yeah, there's, right. There's two yeah. Things. Uh, did you think that uh, that. Uh, uh, well, what, what do you see? The fifty percent of the unions, as I read here recently, is fifty percent of union families uh, uh, members voted for, voted for Trump. I know. I, 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 and, you know, there's so much. Yeah, it. it, it really you know, it, it this it, it it surprised me and it disappointed me. And you know, we have to do a lot of internal soul searching. Um, you know, AFSCME members, um, the, the, well, the exit polling from the AFL-CIO showed a, you know, slightly higher union turnout for um, uh, Clinton than Trump or, or union vote for Clinton and Trump, but it was a decrease over the union vote for, the, for Obama. Um, so I think part of the problem, you know, there's disconnect, obviously, between um, what labor unions are fighting for and what their members perceive them to be fighting for. Um, I also think that, you know, she was just, you know, not a great candidate. Um, I think she was a horrible candidate. But I also feel like the great disconnect in um, the Democratic Party from the people that had originally voted for them and the people that trusted them, and I think they lied to them and manipulated them. They became aware of it. And they said, we're not voting for you or people like you anymore. I agree. And I think Trump, Trump just cynically exploited that. Like he has no, he has no intention of helping the common working person. I really don't believe he cares at all. Uh, He's a narcissistic, um, you know, self-involved person um, with a lot of, I think with a lot of emotional maturity issues, which is like really scary to think that this guy's president, but putting all that aside, he just has never shown any concern or inclination to do something that helps lift, you know, the working people up. Um, but he did, you know, to his credit, you know, perverse credit, but he exploited the anger. He exploited, um, the anxiety and the mistrust that working people have for, you know, the Democratic Party and for politicians in general. So I think that's maybe, maybe that's what the number, and then you have like, you had like a really a candidate in Clinton who did like a terrible job um, and, you know, lost states where you would think, you know, a, a pro-worker Democrat would win like Michigan. I think I told you guys, I was concerned when, when Bernie, when Bernie uh, kicked her butt in Michigan and then the, party turned around and made anointed Hillary. I thought that was like a really bad sign. And then Hillary turned yeah. around and lost, lost Michigan. Um, yeah. You know, there's no way Trump should be, his policies would lead to more factories closing. Right. But you know, there was a definite disconnect within the labor movement, but there's also, you know, the democratic party has been a little bit tone deaf about um, listening to what the concerns of people are. 
Well, they disrespected so the people that put, elected them, and people were yeah, aware of it. Yeah, and yeah that's more a good way to put it. To be aware that they don't think much of who you are, and they didn't care enough for your vote. Yeah. And that's what I it agree. was. I totally agree with that. And I that's think a good that observation. Mark the end of the Democratic Party. See, that's what's scary to me. That's what's scary to me is, like, who is going to oppose, you know, Trump and McConnell and Ryan, right? Like, who, and Nancy Pelosi? I mean, you know. Elizabeth Ryan. Right, the, the Democratic Party, you know, and and they're a guy. Whatever you think of them, they're people like Michael Moore. They've been out there, I think, saying some pretty good stuff. But you know, they're not, you know, they're not the mainstream, and people aren't listening to them. Politicians aren't listening to them. Uh, Michael Moore is a he's he's a sellout. He's been for years. He you think so? Oh, they're horrible. They're horrible. Uh, you know, I'll never forget the interview he did with Meg Ryan, where he tried to come on to her. You know. <laughs> Uh, he, he was the most sickening, you know. That's uh, that's gross. I mean, you know, he, he should was. know. Like, he, yeah. he just kind of like shivered at the, the thought of it and tried to get him off. But, <laughs> right. you know, he was one gross-looking guy. But I want to go but back the, to. But the thing was, is I just wanted to say that, you no, know, these guys, they're all, they've all put themselves in a position where, where now they're, they're just, they're just they're look like re- idiots. They're not they're, redeemable. They're, they're non-redeemable. I, th- I think. Moore, Bill Maher. Yeah. Uh, that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. I think we need a new party. And I also, you know, something yes. interesting, uh, Larry, yes. and maybe I don't know whether the people you know and you talk to feel this way too, uh, people in my workplace are really be sick and tired of being told by celebrities how they should vote. You know, right. fear acting, do that in your movies and your films, we don't want to see it on TV unless you pay for that time slot. Right. Yeah. And that's the way people feel now. Blade, and blade I, and, political announcement, yeah. And, yeah I, right. and I think that that's why you didn't see Lady Gaga do anything at the football game because I think... Which I was been, glad. Weren't you glad that she didn't do anything? I was thrilled. Very glad. I was thrilled yeah. that she didn't say anything. Because I, I think it doesn't... Football. I don't think it helps the cause. I just don't think it helps the... You know, you have these, like, hyper-privileged people earning hundreds of millions of dollars. And, yeah. you know, the Republicans... Trump loves it when somebody like that, you know, speaks out. Because that's the elitism, you know, he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, can you see... I could have seen, like... Uh, you know, ten thousand people throwing a beer at her by that. You know, they, you know, she would, right, uh, or whatever else, or rushing the stage to just to. Because half the people right. there probably supporting one side and half the other, so no matter what she said, she would have been rushed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I'm just glad that they didn't do that. But you know, I'm I'm a little tired with of uh, that. I don't I don't need to hear because you play football how you vote. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not interested. Right. Play. Fall and be done. Act in your movie. I mean, I I think Meryl Streep is oh, a great way, actress, but I, I don't need to hear her lecture me about uh, politics. By the way, did you get a chance to, to, to did you watch the whole Super Bowl or did you get a chance to? Watch I did. That? I did. Did you stay the whole thing? Did you watch the whole? Say thing? that again. Oh, I did. did yeah. you watch, 
Oh, Lila and I gave up. That we th- we thought it was all over after the second half. Now, I'm such a big football fan that like because it's the last. I, look, I didn't think the Patriots would come back, and I didn't care which team won. It's just more oh. that. Um, you know, I, I just never – I watch the entire Super Bowl every year because it's the last game of the year, and I feel like I should. And, man, last they started year, coming back. And, boy. Yeah, last year was a, was a, was a nail-biter, too. Um, but uh, this year they were up three. I mean, my God, I never thought they'd come back, you know. I, I, uh, think, I think that's a great example of persistence and determination. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> i got to take a page out of their book. There are plenty of times in my life when I've been down, but it's so easy to become overwhelmed by being down and forget to fight back. Yeah. They didn't. I, I admire that tremendously. No, it's just, that's where sports can be a good, uh, you know, indicator or a good teacher for uh, everybody else. But, you know, it's really interesting to see, like, now Trump is really, even the sports industry is, like, deeply divided. And it's particularly along racial lines, too. Like a lot of the patriots um, who are African-American do not want to go see Trump when he welcomes them at the White House. And a couple of the rednecks on the Chicago Cubs uh, who won the World Series, uh, <laughs> yeah. Obama. Yeah. Uh, my feeling is, though, like um, that what what happened in that football game is a good metaphor for – we, for yeah. we union people, yeah, for union people that even though we're down maybe right now, we shouldn't lose our focus and we should remember what our goals and objectives are and continue to work toward them the best way we can. But remember, it's not really smart to, and this doesn't apply to you, but it applies to the higher-ups in, 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 in unions, which... You know, they jump on the bandwagon far too early and don't listen to what their members are saying. They really mm-hmm. need to do that. They signed yeah, up I to agree. long before uh, they should have. And well, they they run focus groups and everything, but they'd already made up their mind. Not a, not a good thing to do because that's disrespectful oh, of their right. membership. I had to say that. Can't, I, and I don't disagree with the word, and I hope I hope some of our unions will learn that. I hope Up so, because I think it's really important to learn that for the future. I mean, for now, from now and going forward, you need to learn, listen to what your membership wants and what the, right. what they're looking for. And, and I think we have maybe, to do politics differently, yeah. I think so, and I think you ought to pick your candidate. Larry, uh, we better, we, uh, I want to thank you so much for being on today. We missed you. Thanks for having time. me. It was this was fun. It's always good to talk to you guys. No, I would have you on a little longer there if you can stay, but I, I know you. We've overstayed. No, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, we have a huge day at the legislature tomorrow, and I'm I'm about to go write more testimony. So um, well, let's catch I, up hopefully next month. Maybe next put, month. Yeah. Put your okay. boxing gloves on. Be ready. Fight hard. Good. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate your support. All right, guys. So take right, care. Have a good night. Thanks, Larry. Thanks. Thanks, Lila. Take care. See you, Leo. Good night. That was Larry Dorman, uh, coordinator for AFSCME Union Council for out of New Britain, Connecticut. Yeah. And yeah. fighting for you. Fighting for... Um, fighting for unions. For unions. And if we can get yeah. better wages and stability, it yeah. helps everybody. Yeah. And we but start. my wish is that they would uh, choose a candidate 
one, and the higher-ups shouldn't just jump on a bandwagon. You know, I'm not sure that the Democratic Party is going to survive. I don't think it will either, but, uh, but you know, here's a really interesting thing. Um, back 20 years ago, when uh, Bill Clinton was president, in his State of the Union, he said exactly what Donald Trump said in his, um, not State of the Union, but in his campaign, which was to get rid of the illegal problem, you know, in the United States and whatnot. And uh, it's exactly what he said. And he really? Yeah, absolutely. And never did it. No. Well, no, they did some stuff, and he, he wanted to do it, but uh, they never got it. Couldn't get any done. traction for no, that. No, So he said... Large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, exactly by deporting twice as many criminal right? aliens as ever and before, by that. cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants. But we are also a nation of laws. Even as we are a nation of immigrants, we're also a nation of laws. This is Obama saying the Undocumented same thing. workers broke our immigration laws. So I believe that they must it. be held accountable, especially those who may be dangerous. When I took office, I committed to fixing this broken immigration system. And you didn't. And I began by doing what I could to secure our borders. But today, our immigration system is broken. And everybody... So what did he do? You know, what did he do? He gave a dreamer's act. You know, he deported. He deported a lot of people. He deported more people than anybody, any other president. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't do anything to secure the borders. And he said he he allowed these sanctuary cities. And uh, he allowed the, uh, he he gave amnesty to almost everybody. It was a crazy freaking guy. I mean, I don't understand. It's the amnesty cities that they've got to stop. That's it. And he allowed all this. And And he kept going and going and going and going and going. And, and uh, you know, so we're at the additional point. resources for our law enforcement personnel so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. So with all of that and everything, why are they saying no to Trump? Well, it's just because they can't. Because Trump is, a, is a, you know, hopeless, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, before we end tonight... I wanted to uh, I wanted to say this because uh, Fukushima radiation has contaminated the entire Pacific Ocean, and it's going to get worse. Right? And on on, on top of that, another another nightmare is that uh, they call it the hellhole. With right here, Americans. uh, No, the hellhole is Fukushima. Yeah, Fukushima. I know. Hellhole on Earth discovered at Fukushima. Okay, imagine. Not only is the entire Pacific Ocean radiated and irradiated by this Fukushima, but 
year. Uh, it was written just a couple of days ago by a Dr. Mark Circus. <clears throat> most people think they have to die to go to hell, but that's not true anymore. Um, for 
children. Anyone who says nuclear power is safe is lying, and anyone who says nuclear radiation is not dangerous is lying. Researchers have discovered the existence of high-altitude radiation clouds that can expose airline passengers to high levels of radiation. These clouds were discovered as part of the NASA-funded automated radiation measurements for aerospace safety. It is widely known that radiation levels are generally higher in the upper atmosphere versus the ground simply due to the higher levels of cosmic rays. However, when studying these levels of radiation, researchers detected small pockets where radiation levels suddenly spiked up to double of normal level. These spikes could not be explained by normal sources of radiation like cosmic rays. Frequent flyers and first trimester fetuses may be at greater risk due to the longer exposure times or greater, uh, or greater vulnerability. Uh, how come doctors don't say more about radiation dangers? Because they are among the primary users of nuclear radiation, using it for all kinds of dangerous tests. A single CAT scan of the chest is, is equal to about 350 standard chest X-rays. They are using radiation, a cause of cancer, to treat cancer, and that usually does not turn out too well. Because they are not honest with themselves, they cannot be honest with their patients, who should be told that many of the tests that are being given by doctors expose them to more dangerous radiation, like global warming, vaccines, and now Islamic terrorism and immigration. There's no real discussion, no real science being sported in the news, so the public is left completely in the dark about radiation exposure. The people with the real power in the world insist that we will always see and define the situation as safe. No need to worry or do anything like drink lots of iodine, sodium bicarbonate, magnesium, and start off each day drinking a glass of ultra-pure edible clay. Edible clay is one of the most basic detoxification substances. It helps make sure absorbed radioactive particles pass through instead of into us. When was the last time you remember telling your daughter to, doctor telling you to take magnesium or any of these other substances or even sulfur to reduce the risk that our exposure to increasing levels of irradiation do not lead to cancer? Okay. Yeah. No, anyway. Um, so, anyway, this article goes on, but the bottom line is... It's really horrible. I mean, you know, it's, it's just this article is, is, is incredibly important to read, and I suggest you do it. So, um, but there's so much, there's so much, there's so much going on, and uh, we just want to uh, thank Larry tonight. We started, we started uh, very late tonight and uh, turned our show up, but we wanted to um, thank uh, Larry for being with us and uh, sharing his insights into what's going on with unions and Trump and everybody else. So, and, um, good night, folks, and I hope yeah. you have a good week. Yeah, we hope you have a good week. We'll catch you next week. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio.